Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we've been exploring Psalm 23, taking a slow walk through Psalm 23, David has encouraged us to follow our good shepherd. And so far we've seen that we can follow our good shepherd because he is our contentment. Last week we saw that he is our comfort. And today we want to see how he guides our steps. And so we'll use the word choreographer, that God choreographs our steps. We'll use these words from Psalm 23, verse 3, the second half. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Maybe some of you have taken ballroom dance lessons. Just out of curiosity, could I see a show of hands? People who have taken ballroom dance lessons? Okay, you guys win the prize because there was only two in the first service today. So thank you that we have lots more people who took ballroom dance lessons. I'm told that a good choreographer can actually take anyone, even someone uh, that, like me, who has two left feet, and teach them at least the basic steps of a ballroom dance. Maybe if you're really sharp, you can look on the board and look at the steps that are laid out there and you know what those dances are. But this is how they do it, don't they? And sometimes they will actually lay out on the ground little footprints that have the L or the R on them for left and right and they'll number them so you know the exact steps to take at the exact time. Anyone? Anyone that wasn't here first service that knows what those two dances are? On the left is the salsa. And on the right is the foxtrot. And if you thought that there was going to be a demonstration this morning, you are sadly mistaken. There will be no demonstration. But it's a good picture, isn't it? Isn't it a good picture? And we hear David say that the Lord guides our steps, that the Lord is the one who puts us on paths of righteousness, that he is like a good choreographer. King Solomon said this in Proverbs chapter 16, that in our hearts, a human being plans their course, but it's God who determines our steps. That's the truth we want to take from David's words in Psalm 23 today, that, that our good shepherd is our choreographer. And what we can see is that that choreography happens in a couple of different ways. First of all, it's our good shepherd who guides us away from harmful habits. And then it's our good shepherd who leads us on the right paths to heaven, to eternity with him. We have talked about some of the characteristics of sheep and what it's like to tend sheep, but let's review a few more of them today as we think about sheep and, well, how similar they can be to us. First thing we'll talk about today is sheep and directions. Sheep understand directions and where they're going about as well as I understand how to get through a shopping mall, which is to say not very well. They easily become lost, disoriented, and there's nothing that they can do to find their way back. In addition to that, sheep are creatures of habit. They will continue, no matter where it leads, on the same path over and over and over again until, until someone directs them in another way. They will literally wear out a trail. They will eat in the same grazing land. They will pollute it until it is corrupted and can't be used anymore. In addition to that, sheep tend to be stubborn. They won't change their ways. They won't go a different way unless someone teaches them where to go. 
It's been known that a sheep will literally eat themselves lost. They will eat and eat and eat and be so focused on what they're doing as they graze that they will look up and find themselves far away from the rest of the flock with no idea how to get back. Those pictures certainly remind us, don't they, how important it is to have a good shepherd? To have a shepherd that truly cares about the sheep? Only a shepherd can break the bad habits that sheep can get themselves into. Only a good shepherd can put sheep on the correct path to the things that they need. And that's what careful handling of sheep is all about. It's about redirecting. It's about giving them the proper directions so that they're led to the right waters and to the good grazing land. Only a good shepherd can break and disrupt the stubborn patterns that sheep so often fall into. And that's what a good shepherd does. As you listen to those descriptions of sheep, maybe there's no wonder why the Bible classifies us along with sheep. Is it fair for me to say that there are some characteristics of sheep that while we probably don't want to admit that we, can, that we tend to be like that, we can see that in ourselves? In that same chapter of Proverbs 16, it was Solomon who wrote this, There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. As people who love to wander, as people who follow our own paths, we know that far too often we end up on a path that's leading us away from our Savior rather than to him. Maybe you can relate to the, some of the struggles that, that I experience in my own life, those temptations that keep coming back after us time and time again, and the frustration of failing to overcome a temptation. Maybe even saying to ourselves, never again, never again am I going to fall victim to that temptation. Never again am I going to fall into that sin. Only to realize that it happened. That once again, that same temptation reared its ugly head and I could not stay away from it. Our sinful natures are stubborn, aren't they? They stubbornly insist on my will, my way, rather than God's way. And we need a good shepherd. We need a shepherd who can guide us away from our harmful habits, who can take us back to the things that we truly need, the blessings that he wants us to have. Jesus said of himself in Luke chapter 19, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. That's us, isn't it? The lost. The lost that needed to be sought after. And it's Jesus, our good shepherd, who did the seeking, who came after us. And it's that same Jesus who leads us. He leads us on the right paths to an eternity with him. We are no strangers to bad habits, but we know that there are good habits too, don't we? There are good habits to get into that maybe even at the time we don't realize are such good habits. I'm very thankful today as I stand before you that I grew up in a family that was very concerned about taking me to hear the voice of my good shepherd every single Sunday. Would you be surprised to know that I maybe didn't feel that way every single Sunday when I was being taken to church? And it wasn't just because there were other things that maybe I could have been doing. My family had a, well, I guess it's called a habit, maybe a bad habit. We were a little bit notorious in our congregation for being the family that came late to church. Ah, we completely understand, right? Traffic, 
different, just getting ready in the morning. Sometimes that makes it difficult to get in church on, to church on time. And there were seven of us, but here's what really traumatized me. My parents would march us up the middle aisle and right to our seat in the front right. And I felt just like that little bird up there in the picture. Yeah, everyone's looking at us. This is embarrassing. Why are we coming to church late? Why can't we ever be here on time? I didn't really appreciate then what my parents were doing. But I do now. I recognize how valuable it was that every single week, every single day, I was reminded that I had a good shepherd. That I have a good shepherd who leads me and that good habit that was instilled in me, that's priceless. It's exactly what God wants for us to see him as our good shepherd, to guide away from harmful habits so that we are led on paths of righteousness. That's what David says. He guides us on right paths. You might remember that other translations say that he leads us on the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Really, the original word in the Hebrew can have both senses. It's a word that is pronounced zedek, righteousness. And it can mean just or right or righteous. Would you be surprised to know that it's a word that's often used to describe God? That God is righteous, he's just. It's also what it, we need to stand before him. We need righteousness. We need holiness. We need an absence of sin to stand before God. And I'm sure you recognize with me what an impossible ask that is. See, here's another characteristic we share with sheep. The wool of a sheep, a sheep's coat, becomes easily stained and dirty. And that's what sin does to us. Isaiah said it this way, all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We're truly honest, we have to say not one ounce. There's not one ounce of righteousness in me that I can bring and present to God. I need a good shepherd to guide me in those righteous paths. And that's exactly what Jesus has done. He guides us in paths of righteousness, David says, for his name's sake. You and I are cleaned, washed in the blood of Jesus. That's the forgiveness that Jesus offers and it's a beautiful picture that we used in our confession of sins today. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. It's a beautiful picture of what a sheep looks like when the wool has been cleaned. When the dirty becomes white again, that's what Jesus has done for us. The Apostle Paul wrote it this way in Galatians chapter 3, All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. It's Jesus who provides for us that zedek, that righteousness that we need to stand before God. It's the life that he lived for us that provides us what we can never do on our own. Yes, everything that you need to stand before your heavenly Father is done. It's finished because Jesus did it. David covers it so well, the why. why. Why would our good shepherd do something like that? David says it this way, for his name's sake. Perhaps you remember learning that when we talk about name, like the names of God in the Bible or the idea, the concept of name, it includes with it a reputation. What someone or something stands for. And so when David says he guides us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, that's what Jesus is all about. That's who he is. That's his reputation. It's what his name actually means. Jesus means God saves. 
And so when Jesus came to this world, he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's what it means that your righteousness is already accomplished, that it's done. It's finished by your Savior. He was willing to die, to lay down his own life so that you and I can live through him before our Heavenly Father forever. See, those are righteous paths we could never find on our own. So we humbly follow the Savior. We listen to his voice and follow where he leads because we know where he leads is somewhere amazing, an eternity with him in perfect joy. So how? How do we listen to our Savior's voice? How do we lead, go where he leads, follow where Jesus leads? Psalm 119 says it this way, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. That's how we hear God's voice. It's found in his word, in his promises. That's how our good shepherd leads us. Maybe we should ask ourselves just for a minute, why is that so important? Why is it so important to be led by our heavenly father, by our good shepherd? Well, listen to Jesus' words from Matthew chapter 7. Wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. We find our path. We find that path of righteousness not by our own strength, but by our good shepherd who leads us to our heavenly home. Some takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, like sheep, we need a shepherd to guide us away from our trouble. It's only Jesus, our good shepherd, who can break those awful habits and lead us to repentance and lead us to his strength. Number two, Jesus guides us in righteous paths by his word. Listen to his voice. Hear it as that lamp for your feet and a light for your path. And finally, number three, our shepherd has washed us clean and is leading us home to eternity. You stand before God fully forgiven, righteous in the robes that Jesus gives you and his righteousness. And that means that you will live forever with your Savior. I'm sure you understand that there are times that a shepherd needs to guide his sheep on some difficult paths. There might be some difficult footing, difficult passages that they have to go on to get to the good grazing ground, uh, to get to clean water, and a good shepherd is able to lead them to that place. Jesus, in that Matthew passage, described our path as small and narrow. See, what Jesus is saying is it's not going to be easy, is it? There are going to be troubles. There are going to be roadblocks. There are going to be disruptions that dot the landscape of our journey through this life to an eternity with him. But here's the comfort. Here's the blessing that you and I have. We're never alone. It's our good shepherd who guides us. It's he who lays out our path before us and leads us on some sure footing all the way to an eternity with him. We can say with confidence, with King David, he guides us on the right paths for his name's sake. Amen. Peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus, amen.